right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Semi-Pro Inside the Locker Room. Coach Casey here with my co-host, Damo. How's it going, Damo? It's going good. Yeah? Good. We got a special guest with us today, actually somebody who I've been wanting to have on the show for a while, Mr. Max Paul. Max, Uh-oh. welcome in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me, man. Welcome to the locker room. That's a nice locker room. <laughs> How'd you get into football? Like, how old were you? When did you start playing? All that? Oh, man, I started late. I was really late. I was going to a small private school. So we got football my junior year of high school. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, so we have football coming up. And um, again, it's a small private school. So all the black guys, mandatory. You're playing. <laughs> mandatory. So you're on the team. We're going to make you a wide receiver. Today, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I played there, went to USF after that for a little bit, got hurt in the green and white game. Kind of was like, all right, cool, fuck it, I'm done. Like, <laughs> this was a bad idea. And then I played with the Tampa Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Tom Green. Tampa yes, Tigers? yes. Wow. The Tampa. Tem- yes, that's where it started with Tampa. <laughs> wow. Like, and you I was like, starting Florida. Here. It's, yeah, it's like, like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So I, I get there with the Tampa Tigers. We, we go through a whole season. I end up playing every position throughout the course of the year. And Were you the VP? I wasn't. I didn't want no front office positions, okay? I didn't want any of that. I topped him. Damo got you there. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. See, he's light-skinned. That's why they let him do it. But um, we end up playing. I played the first season, and we're going into year two, and we have a preseason game against the Soldiers. And I remember they give Stephen Bybee the ball, and no one wants to touch him. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll I give him something. I don't care about all that. So I hem him up, and Shane, after the game, pulls his side and says, you tired of getting your shit pushed in? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. He's like, good old Shane. He's good for that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we have practice coming up. Just show up. So I go over there. I play my first year with the soldiers. We have a decent first year. Then I come back the second year, and Ed's like, when are you going to leave? Like, when are you going to do something else? And I got took the film and ran with it. Played pro in Nebraska, yeah. then played in Texas, and then last year played in Sarasota. Break that down a little bit. So how long did you actually play for the Soldiers before you started playing indoor football? Two. Two seasons. Okay. I remember the first time I, I saw you, you and I really didn't meet until I was coaching the Decepticons, but I, I kind of followed you from afar because mm-hmm. I was following a lot of the players over there. I got into the Soldiers when... All that shit with the chaos went down. And yeah. Levi took everybody to the soldiers with them. Yeah. And so the massive transformation you made from that first to second season because you were like this scrawny little fuck on the soldiers in your first year. Yeah, man. And uh, and I was like – everybody's like, oh, yeah, man, Max is pretty good and stuff. And I'm like, that little guy? Like that guy can play? And then the second year, basically the, the first season for the Decepticons when yeah. I played you guys in the preseason, I was like, that's Max? Like you, you hit the weight room. I hit it hard. You man. figured out what a fucking gym looked yeah, like. Yeah, dude, but... I hit it. I hit it so hard. I was like – they had to be like 180 my first yeah. year with yeah. them. And I, I remember why I got big because we ended up playing, I think you down there with the Stingrays. Y'all had some big boy receivers. Yeah, yeah. And I remember because it was on a stop block. It was them and uh, Eric Cloyd. We, okay. were, we played yeah. against them. And Eric literally almost picked me up. And I said, no, no, this isn't happening anymore. <laughs> it's so, happening at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I went to the gym. I went hard, man. I went super hard. And then I started pushing dudes to the sideline. That's been yeah. my thing ever since. Like, Yeah, like you uh, – so you put on like a good 10, 15 pounds yeah, of muscle? Yeah, 15 pounds. Yeah. I think I jumped yeah. in my second year at 195. Yeah. 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 It, it, was, it was clear the difference between your first year and your second year. Like I said, when I saw you the second, the second time, I didn't recognize you. Yeah, man. And it was funny because when we played each other – other in the preseason that that first mm. preseason game the toys for tots game that yeah I absolutely 
you were lined up on our sideline going the other way as a corner, and that's somebody was like, oh, that's Max. And I was like, that's Max? But then you started talking shit, and that's yeah, when that's I me. realized that's it was Max. you. That's because, how you knew it was me. Uh, that's what I always liked about you was you did it in a very respectful way. Yeah, like, man. You weren't you weren't doing it to to get under our skin or you know be a dick or anything. It's just like it's in your personality and you do it as like a funny thing. Yeah, I'm having fun. And man. and you and I actually started talking shit to each other and that's when I was like, oh, that really is Mac. <laughs> um, you were talking shit about whatever receiver you had just locked down, and then I said something like, uh, you know, hey Max, your shoes are untied, and you looked down, and you're like, oh, you got me, coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember that. I actually looked down, and I was like. Ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so that's what, as a coach, you want to see. You want to see that progress from year after year after year. And you made gigantic leaps and bounds between season one and season two. I remember seeing the film of you guys as the season progressed. You had a few really nice interceptions. Yeah, that, you know, And I think your last year with the Soldier, before you played indoor, that is, you had like a, a really nice pick six. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, man. They called it back, though. They uh, called it back. They called the it back. Cause it was a block in the back yeah. somewhere down the field. Yeah. I was like, man. That had no impact. And nothing. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was a lineman chasing dude. me. I was like, he's, he's not going to touch me. We're you good. Don't talk to that teammate the rest nothing, of the game. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah, say yeah, nothing to him for the rest of the season. Like, <laughs> nothing will take the wind out of your sails quite like a block in the back taking away a huge play because oh. and you don't um, notice the flag until you're done celebrating. Yeah, I, I, all right, so I'm done celebrating. <laughs> I'm in the back of the end zone, and all of a sudden it's a. Yeah, what? Walking from back. sixty what? yards on the other side of the <laughs> yeah, field. And I'm yeah, I'm like, okay. and that's and that's the crazy. That's when it always happens. Illegal block in the back always happens away from the play, mm-hmm. where it doesn't fucking matter. That one guy wants to get his hands on somebody, he wants to kill a shot. Yeah, exactly. And, and I felt bad because he felt really shitty about yeah, it, yeah. and he was like, Dude, "I was really just trying to make a play." This and that. And it's always a guy who who get, feels like he's getting overlooked yeah, by his yeah, team. he wants it. Yeah. And, and you see it a lot in South yeah. where guys kind of feel a little jaded, and yeah. you hear it a lot. Like, damn, well, you know, guys feel like there's favoritism on every team. It doesn't yeah. matter where you play, what you do. Coach likes him better. No, it's just he's performing right now. Yeah, he's playing. He's yeah. playing right now. It's just what it is. <laughs> there was even a difference in your physical makeup between that second year and then your first uh, year in, in arena. Oh, yeah. I added another 15. That's where I noticed. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say I added because another 15 in uh, – uh, going into Nebraska because I was so concerned about the yeah. walls. Yeah. So I went from 195 to almost 210. Yeah. Wow. Going into uh, arena. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, these guys are like, I knew what I saw at workouts and tryouts and whatnot. Yeah. So like, all right, these guys are a little bit bigger. So let me, let me put a little bit more on. And then I kind of got a little carried away with it. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Another pizza. Yeah. You were, <laughs> you, were, you, were, you, were you were yoked out. Yeah, dude, it, dude, it's the bulking phase. That's the yeah. best part. You're like, yeah. what do I get to eat? Everything. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I remember Spanish women. So it's rice and chicken. Oh, yeah. oh no, dude. Oh. Rice and steak, oh my god. Myself and a few of my players were at the uh, preseason game between the Soldiers and the Patriots. Yeah. At like halftime or whatever, we walked over to the little concession area there and stuff. Everybody was kind of catching up. I was talking to the Tom and the referees. Yeah. And you came up and started talking, and it didn't click at first. Like, you and I were having a conversation. I was like, I know, I know this motherfucker. And then you were just talking to me like you'd know me your whole life and i was like who is this and then i was like oh that's fucking max yeah like you had gotten so big yeah. that i didn't even recognize you so it's just as a coach i wish everybody had your kind of outlook on the game uh-huh. and your work ethic and stuff but you're the reason why guys do this the, you're yeah. the reason why coaches coach the game is because guys like you 
you weren't even serious about it when you started. And then yeah. you like, and then you fell in love. love. Yeah. And then once you fell in love, you realized I can actually do this, yeah. but you can't be half in, half out. You gotta, you gotta go, gotta go all the it's, way. It's a lot of, it's a lot of like sleepless, yeah. sleepless days. It's, it wasn't fun trying to put that weight on. Like yeah. it was a lot of like, all right, so I'm in the gym at five, yeah. five to about seven, get ready, go to work, do your little nine to five. Yeah. Come back to the gym at six 30 be there till eight thirty, and then come home and be a boyfriend. And at this, a, you know what I mean. And at this time, your your life had to be crazy because you had like many hustles going on. At oh, one dude, time I was doing it all, man. You were working as uh, like a, a fitness guy. And yeah, a, a, personal a, trainer. Yeah, and on top of that, you were playing football. Yeah, you were still trying to help the soldiers. Yeah, plus you're working like trying to help guys get signed. In, oh yeah, in, in scouting and, and all that good and stuff, yeah. man. And on top of that, you're still trying to do what makes you better, which yeah. is oh, get ready for your own football season. It's tough. It, like, it was a lot of like, like honestly, all right, so going to Nebraska, I wasn't going to go. Like I had no intentions of signing. Like I was doing the whole scouting, sending guys off, doing that thing. I think I sent a couple guys off and the coach for the Hawks was like, hey, I need a lineman. All right, cool. So I gave him a few guys and told him to call him up. He goes, why don't you come down here? I was like, I, I can. It's whatever. He's like, all right, cool. Check your email. Oh, well, well this, this is a contract. What, what do you want me to do? It? Sign it and send it back to me. And uh, by the way, you need to be here January 7th. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So, no film, nothing? Just... Nah, no, he, had saw my, he had saw what I posted on social media. So like, he had saw like the clips from year one and year two because he had been on my Facebook and social media for like two or three years at this point. It was just one of those. It just happened. It just happened and it worked out. And I remember, I remember thinking, I was telling my mom, I was like, I've never been to the Midwest. Yeah. I've never been, yeah. I haven't done it's a huge difference. Well, I had, I'd never done snow for anything more than like three days. <laughs> and like, you know, it's cold. I can do cold for a few days. I'm like, mom, what do I pack? Like, I remember I had all my stuff, like all my athletic wear in the bag. I'm like, okay, so jeans, jeans, sweatpants, hoodies. I'm good. She's like, no, you're really not. You're really not. <laughs> Here's this, and that's January. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I wasn't good. <laughs> so, we're near prepared. So, so I was like you said, I was doing all these side hustles, yeah. and it's time to go. It's time to get out there, and I'm like, and this is a smaller arena team, so there's not to the point where they're, and I hadn't had any notoriety yet, so I'm yeah. still a semi-pro guy right. trying to make it. So they're not going to pay for my flight. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me check these flights to Kearney, Nebraska, four fifty. Oh. No. Let me check this Greyhound ticket. Right. $85. Deal. So never been on a Greyhound. So I get on the bus and I'm thinking this is a one-way Greyhound cross-country is the worst well, ever, dude. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. it's a bus that I'm going to yeah. get on now. I'm going to sh- show up at Nebraska. No. No. No, it's you 800. You made like eight stops on the way. What? Yeah. I went up to Alabama, yeah. Missouri, all yeah. kinds. They oh, rerouted Missouri. me. To, dude, they rerouted. And then sometimes right, so, there's like an hour or two in between the bus oh, changes. Well, they messed yeah. us up in Alabama. The guy yeah. who was supposed to pick up our bus didn't show for eight hours. Yeah. Oh, so they sent somebody else with a different bus and rerouted us through like Tennessee, Missouri, and then back down. And to, this is to, like with clothes, gear. Well, yeah, but they, but they were cool about it. They are like, all right, well, we're going to move your bags for you. So I'm like, all right, cool. I've got my normal stuff, and then my big bag is moving from bus to bus that I'm on. And it doesn't hit me till like, we're coming to the last stop, coming through Iowa and finishing in Nebraska. It goes, I really hope they got my fucking bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, got, it's got my helmet, shoulder pads, all the stuff I really, really need. All right. I get off the bus. I'm like, okay. So now I'm at a uh, old Chicago restaurant. Okay. It's, old Chicago Pizza? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm I remember. Old Chicago yeah, Pizza yeah. In, in Kearney, Nebraska. And I see this... Um, Ford almost Torino pull up. Yeah, I mean it's a nice little yeah. little little car. And he, my middle linebacker <laughs> Ryan Fisher pulls up. He goes, "Are you Max?" 
<laughs> yeah, load up, let's go, buddy. And I mean, from that point on, man, it was all go mode, man. That's, it was all go. That's all awesome. good, man. Yeah, uh, Greyhounds, man, not cool. No, not no, cool. No, and I mean, we stopped. It felt like we picked up every person getting released from prison yeah. in every state <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, one time I had to take the Greyhound of shame. Uh, when I was in the Air Force, I was stationed in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I had God bless sh- you. I had just, <laughs> I had just uh, totaled my car. I had a uh-huh. Ford Explorer, and it got totaled in an accident, and so like I was carless. Which is okay when you're like a young guy in the military because you can usually get around without one. Yeah. But it was right before Christmas and I was going home for Christmas to see my family here. So my mom bought me a Greyhound ticket Mm -hmm. from Goldsboro, North Carolina to Tampa, Florida. And I was basically thinking the same thing because I was like 20 or 21 when this happened. Yeah. And I was thinking – Oh, this won't be too bad. Like, you know. You're thinking like car time, how would it would be yeah, like? Yeah. yeah, like basically a 12 hour ride or some yeah. shit like that. And I think it was like two and a half days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, they what, don't give you the arrival time? I mean, like. But when you, when you, when you, if you've never done the bus, you don't really yeah, care. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to get on this bus yeah. and I'm going to end up where I'm going to be. Yeah, like, like I don't think, I don't think I paid attention to the ticket, yeah. uh, and you know what it said or You whatever. just knew to carry it. But we, yeah, but we also <laughs> had, but we also had problems like you were talking about where once we got to Tallahassee, they changed buses on us. And I was thinking the exact same thing you were thinking. I was thinking, I brought one bag with me. Yeah. And if they, that bag's not on the fucking bus, like I'm a deep Done. shit. The bus that we did. Oh man, this was the hilarious part. All right, I'll get there. But, <laughs> when when uh, we stopped in Georgia, I think it was like Savannah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a couple of black strippers got on the bus. Best part. And they sat – they, <laughs> they sat – listen, they sat right next to me. Of course. And we hit it off. Uh-oh. Yeah. Do they work at Mons Venus now? So, <laughs> so, so I think they were literally coming to Florida for work I think is yeah, what happened. Yeah. But we didn't do – an awful lot of talking. We were talking about music and stuff like that because the reason why. You know, <laughs> so what did you do? So the reason why <laughs> the reason, are kind of big. The, the reason why they started talking to me in the first place was because I had like my my headphones on and they could hear my music and they were into it. They were mm-hmm. like, oh, this the one black chick was. I was listening to like Evanescence or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I love Evanescence, and I was like, what? Yeah. And then so we we started talking, and yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy because at one point I thought at the next stop I'm gonna be telling my first. Black stripper store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ended up not happening, and that was probably for the best. But it it could have happened. It could have happened. It could have happened. And all these problems happened in Tallahassee. We had a bus change. The bus that we got on ended up. We stopped again somewhere in like either Orlando or Gainesville or something like yeah. that. Then about twenty miles from our final destination, the bus broke down. Oh, so. It's always like right when you're close to home. Like you've been on this bus for like a day and a half. Yeah. You're, it's like I'm almost there. Oh, God, yeah. please. I just want to shower so fucking yeah. bad. And then all of a sudden, so we're going to be stuck here until someone comes and, and I gets remember us. in between after the strippers got off the bus. And thank God because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of these girls because they were actually pretty, pretty attractive and they were very nice. After they got off the bus, it was like nighttime mm-hmm. and I was – Laying across that back seat in the back of the bus, okay, you know, yeah. And the bus driver at some point hit the brakes really fucking hard because I went into the seat in front of me. Basically, <laughs> basically, it, it was it was hilarious because uh, I was laying flat and I was like laying on my arm. And when the bus hit the brakes, I flew into the back of the seat in front of me, 
and then got wedged in between the two seats, <laughs> like on the floor. And because I was, my arm was pinned, I couldn't you can't use pull, it to you can't brace pull myself up, yeah. to pull myself up. Shoot me up. <laughs> and these motherfuckers in the seats in front of me were just laughing hysterically because they heard me thud against the seat and then fall down. And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember how I did get up, but I do remember thinking to myself, like, I'm gonna have to ask these motherfuckers for help because I was totally trapped. And I think eventually I was able to grab the armrest from the front, the, the seat in front of me and just kind of like pull myself up. And I kind of had to like shimmy and stuff, you know, to get out. But I was wedged in there. And, uh, yeah, it just, it wasn't a good situation. Uh, what you would think would be a 12 hour car ride was like a two and a half day bus ride. And you and, no, you want nothing more than a shower. Yeah, like, right. Two and a half no, days later. Oh God! Yeah, everything's sticking to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, shitty. Like I, I tell you, when, like, when I, I got, think I wanted to throw my jeans away or something like that. Like <laughs> literally, when I got to Nebraska, like they, my teammate Ryan picked me up. Like I said. And he wanted to show me off to everybody that, like, the new recruit is here. Like, I guess my, my head coach had been talking about me to them for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this, all right, so now there's a reputation to live up to. All right, cool, whatever. So he brings me to my defensive coordinator's house, like, his home, before I get to where I'm going to stay. He's like, all right, cool, nice to meet you. This, he's having, like, an hour-long conversation with me. And I'm like, dude, I just want to go shower. Like, yeah. This is yeah. great and all. Right. Great, nice to meet you, yeah. but I want to go shower. Yeah. So we leave him. I get to the little loft that they have a stand in. It's like a three-bedroom loft where you share with your other team, your other out-of-state guys. And I do introductions. I'm like, yo, real, I'm sorry for about this, y'all, but I really just want to shower. Like, <laughs> just point me to the shower. I'd take the long, I had to take like an hour-long shower in there, man. Just, oh, the best thing in life after so, that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you really quick about Alpha Pack Fitness. Yes, sir. I wanted to see how did that come about. All right, so my old trainer will. Explain it real quick. So what's the name of it? Alpha Pack Fitness. Okay, thank you. Personal training company. We Go do ahead. performance, athletic, and weight loss. There it is. Um, but my old, like when I was trying to put on that weight, I picked up a trainer and I was like, look, man, I got to get, <laughs> got to get some serious weight on because yeah. I refuse to be bullied around. He's like, all right, cool. So I fell in love with training just by the flexibility of the schedule and being able to see the progress. Like I got to track my own progress, obviously, but then I got to see like his other guys that I would train with to watch how much better guys got, or how much physically they changed. And it was just one of those like, all right, all right. So I asked him when he's like, what do I need to do? He's like, well, you got to take these courses and you got to take this test. It's going to suck, but it'll be well worth it because now you've, you're not paying a middleman. It's, you're paying yourself while at the same time you get to get paid to be in a gym almost all day. Right. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Deal. Right. Do that today. Yeah. Be able to have that flexible schedule. Oh, yeah. In football. In football. And especially when you have so much going on, like you, like, you've got your 9 to 5, but you still want to be able to have time to get better. All right, well, yeah. cool. I'm going to be in the gym anyway. I can now, instead of just being in the gym for me, I can now make money helping the next man, especially yeah. with where I'm doing now where it's you try to help other guys get somewhere. All right, yeah. cool. You need to do this, that, and a third. Like, you're like someone will come to me and go, hey, my coach said I need to put on a little, little bit of weight or I need to get a little faster. All right, well, this is what we'll work with. So now you're helping them get better, but at the same time, I get to put my work in as well, yeah. being a current athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just been all good, man. A little, over, a little over a thousand pounds lost with all my weight loss clients. Really? Yeah, thousand pounds total. It's amazing. We glossed over something that we didn't bother really diving into: the fact that an, an indoor, an arena team invited you to the team, signed you as a contract, and you didn't actually try out for the team. Didn't even try. So, so we completely glossed over that. That does not fucking happen. Yeah. That doesn't it, happen. I mean, all right, so a guy with no experience, yeah, it usually doesn't happen yeah. unless like. Unless you have an agent who really put a word in for you, yeah. your film it just speaks volumes. Yeah. Like you've got to yeah. be a, 
you've got to be that guy. But he just kind of took a chance on the fact that yeah. our, our previous relationship and and what he knew about me as a yeah, person and whatnot. It, 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 and again, it speaks volumes to your your work character. ethic and your character because it you I would definitely not have a problem if, if if you were helping me get other players and you know stuff was falling through. I would have probably said the same thing. I would have been like, well, why don't you just come play for me? <laughs> because I know that you're gonna work your ass off and yeah. you're gonna you know try your best and stuff at this level specifically is what I'm talking about. People just don't get plucked off the streets to go play. Yeah, and I think one of the stigmas that arena and indoor football has is guys don't like the fact that they have to pay to do a tryout and and be seen and things like that. They think that it's basically bullshit because uh, why would I – if I was good enough, why would I have to pay? Well, I I always always tell guys this. If the CFL came and did a tryout, guys will spend money to go for the CFL tryout. You're going to spend $100 for a CFL tryout right now. Yeah. An arena team is going to charge you maybe 50. Yeah. What's the difference? Right. Both of them are going to cut you a check at the end of each game. Right. So what's the difference? Yeah. Like, if – and the fee really – Well, there's there's a difference on CFL. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying from the opportunity because you got to look at it like yeah. this. If you go to arena – And you have to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Like, yeah, if right. you're a semi-pro guy, you, it's going to be very rare you're going to walk into a CFL trial and ball out right. against yeah. guys who are former D1, D2, D3. Former NFL. Yeah, former NFL guys. You're going you to go ahead and blow them out the water. All right, cool. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and they those guys have to pay. You got to think about it. Guy, former NFL guys still yeah. have to go pay for yeah. a trial. Yeah. What makes you special? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like I've, I've done my fair share of after that year. I've gone to trials. I've paid my way. Yeah. Gone to trials. Some of them works out. Some of them don't. Yeah. But it is what it is. Let's get back into the Alpha Pack Fitness thing. Mm-hmm. So, when did you get into that, and what kind of just explain? What are you doing? Like, what is it? Alpha Pack Fitness specializes in. What are your goals? You know, kind of where are you going with this? Um, I got into it. This has got to be 2011, 2012 ish. Yeah, yeah. That's when I really started taking it kind of seriously. And you know, we do everything from athletic training for almost every sport under the sun. Uh, performance training, combine training for the guys who really want to, like, they got the XFL combine that came out. We mm-hmm. had a couple of our guys go out there and mm-hmm. put up decent numbers. We also do just general weight loss mm-hmm. every day for those who just want to lose weight, guys, ladies who want to tone up, guys just want to, I always say guys want to get the dad bod right or even the guys that, you know, I'm trying to get back down to high school weight type yeah. stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. We do all of that. And I think for me, I want to make it like a D1 yeah. But way more affordable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like eventually the goal is to open up a facility, you know, probably somewhere in New Tampa or West Waters, yeah. somewhere where I can get a warehouse for a decent price and yeah. just make a performance center right there and yeah. make it so guys, people could come in. There's no, it's whatever you know, your goal is, we can make it happen. I know that you're also helping high school kids and even some guys who are, you know, out of high school, like mm-hmm. try, you know, try to make it and try to get what they want out of it. What is your end game? Like, what is your goal out of all this? Like, what are you trying to accomplish with Alpha Pack Fitness? So that nobody can say they didn't have a shot. Right. That nobody can say, man, all I needed was one shot. All right, cool. I'm going to give you a couple of them. Right. So that at the end of the day, if you had to finish your playing career at 22, you can't sit back and say you didn't get an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, are you taking the, I, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm asking cause I know the answer, but I'm asking for the, <laughs> I'm asking for the audience. Are you taking the realistic approach of like sitting these guys down and telling them like, here's your problem. This oh. is what you need to work on. Oh, I got athletes know? who hate me. Yeah. After I, sometimes yeah. you, like sometimes you give it to them really blood raw. Like, yeah. Hey, look, man, <laughs> corner might not be your spot. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
You're, you, you know come what? downhill way too often. You told me I shouldn't play corner. I should. <laughs> and, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you go play safety? Listen, yeah. Did it work I, out? I, I, yeah, I did actually yeah. play safety. I so, take the next game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. See, yeah. like, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you a lie. I'm just so saying. the funny thing is, is he ended up settling in at safety for us when we were the Decepticons. And this dude had six interceptions. Mm-hmm. He led the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. He had uh, what was it like five forced fumbles, a few fumble recoveries. And he was unanimously voted to the, the All Star Game. And it was an MVP. Of your well, yeah, team, he was the MVP correct? of the yeah. team. But the, the what what I loved about this league we were in the APDFL was you couldn't just nominate your own guys to the All Star Game. So you could, other people had to unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so leagues. so you could nominate the guys that you thought deserved it, but there was a vote between all the mm. coaches and the owners of the of that league, and all of the coaches voted him into the All Star Game. Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody knew shit about us because we were so far away from all the other teams because all all these other teams are like in Southern Alabama, the, the six-hour drive, Panhandle, yeah. Florida, and stuff yeah. like that. So nobody was getting to really know the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. But he was making waves because I put up all of our game film. Everything went on to the APDFO website, and anytime a coach saw him in person and and you know experienced mm-hmm. demo firsthand, yeah. they were like, "That's the best fucking player on the team." Yeah, easily, and and they uh, yeah they unanimously voted him you know into the All Star game, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that for me that was the my biggest accomplishment as a coach because Damo and I did not hit it off when we first met and but by the end of the season we were like you know thick as thieves what I am shocked <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean it was kind of like you know in the beginning uh, there was a little bit of trouble but we we came together because I realized that we both wanted the same things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to win games. Damo wanted to win games. And the difference between him and other guys on the team that were just running their mouths was that Damo play in and play out left everything on the field. Mm-hmm. And he would leave a football field completely exhausted, unable to basically yeah. you know walk, do anything. Yeah. But in that game, he will have made just a massive difference, mm-hmm. you know? So that's when I realized, like, I, I think it literally hit me when I was, when I was uh, breaking down film on like our fifth or sixth game of the season. I was like, why do I hate this motherfucker? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, because, well, you know what? And for, for me, the way I took it, man, it was, we can't, I came in with a group of guys. Yeah. I didn't just yeah. stumble upon the Decepticons. I came yeah. in with a, a large group of guys and you come in with a group mentality. We're all yeah. going to play. We're all yeah. going to dominate this team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it didn't work out that way for nah. everyone. That was the problem. Yeah. The group. It, the group. Because you came. Out. You came with Jeff and all them guys. Like, yeah. yeah. We all came from Tampa Tigers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we get there, and the thing that most people don't understand about Casey is football IQ. Yeah. The guy may not come across to you as the nicest guy, but he knows. He knows the football. Shit he knows football. football. He's going to put you in the right spot. He's going to draw the play. He's I'm going to call dickhead. it. Some, <laughs> he's going to call it back. No one's going to dispute shit. that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's going to put you in, in position to score Absolutely. Or, or to get the first down or whatever it is. And other guys will go, well, I can get that first down. Well, no, he's going to actually get the first down and score. Or you're yeah. going to get an extra 12 yards beyond it rather than just falling. So he's, you're not playing. Yeah. Not playing. And the hardest thing to shake for any team, that's, and this is at any level, high school, college, pro, center pro, whatever, is shaking the me mentality. Yeah. You get, like, no matter where you go, you're going to get at least seven guys on a team that go, I can do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, like right. I don't need you to do it. I yeah. can do this. You yeah. know what I mean? And you just have to shake that. Well, and, and again, that's eventually, uh, you know, Damo and I just – literally clicked we we yeah. put our differences aside and we never even had a conversation about it it mm-hmm. just happened yeah. like we just we just became boys and yeah. it was because 
he knew how, how hard I was working. He knew where my passion was and it always came out of me on the sidelines mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in practice and stuff like that. But originally it was just a difference of, of viewpoints, right? Yeah. And then, and then it just hit me one day, like I said, breaking down film and shit. I was like, God, like this guy literally. He's on every play. Yeah, and and, right? and it's not and it's not for him. It's for the team. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's the best player on the field, he he doesn't just be the best player. He 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 makes himself the best yeah. player. You know, if you were the best, you could just sit on your laurels and just be the best and yeah. and and let it happen. But he would also try as hard as he could on every play to make something happen, mm-hmm. and it fucking showed because, like I said, he left it all out on the field, and at the end of games, he would barely be able to walk and stuff. And that's when yeah, it just cramp legs. <laughs> yeah, and it and it and it just hit me. I was like, man, you know, this is this is my guy. You know, yeah. this is the guy that I need to build my future team around. Because he's he's got the goods, but not only that, he he can talk the talk, but he you know he walks the walk as well. Exactly. All the guys that he showed up with, on the other hand, from the Tigers, with the exception of Jeff, who'd already been there, and Jeff was like, again, we talked about this before, but Jeff was the one that got you. And and Jeff is a freak athlete. That guy just uh, video game. But I think that all of these guys have a very you know we talked about this on the Scott episode, but you know a lot of guys have no self awareness or a very low self awareness, Mm -hmm. and a lot of these guys that were boys with Damo coming from the Tigers thought they were on the same level as Damo. Mm -hmm. Damo just happened to be looking for a team. Damo was not on their level at all. You know, Damo was here. They were here. So when they started quickly separating themselves with their playing time, Mm -hmm. I started putting those guys into a, uh, you know, a box, a category by themselves and isolating them away from, you know, the, the, the playmakers and the the guys that were helping the team out. And then there was like all the, this animosity about, you know, like that's, that was the riff, you know, for me, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm separate on different levels. I can tell you, yeah, I know I can make plays, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't walk around saying, yeah, I'm here. Right. You know, I came with these guys. Yeah. So we're all, you know, we're together. We're together. Yeah, absolutely. But then there's, but then those other guys though, they would be like, I'm the best. Like I could totally do this. I mean, we got guys uh, right now on Facebook giving themselves Madden ratings and we got dudes calling themselves like 90 overalls. I I, I see that and I'm always like, all right, so here's what should happen. You should be able to post that and let everybody else fill it in. Right. Right. Yeah. And watch, watch, watch how people feel about that. Like watch, what, let people who played against you, played with you, rate you. Oh, he, uh, what's, oh. The, what's my best attribute? He, yeah, if you play with he me. sent me he sent me a screenshot of one, and he was like, "I knew you'd get a kick out of this." And I was reading it, going like, 90 overall, ninety overall." Uh, the only thing he got right was the ninety-five speed. <laughs> the only thing he got right was the ninety-five speed. Everything else on there, I was like, uh, "What was it? Like ninety coverage? No, like like sixty-seven coverage." Like, <laughs> like, 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 like let, let's be real here, and that's I think a problem that that plagues a lot of semi pro, right? Is that players just don't understand that they they all think that they're league ready. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like guys like you and you are few and far between where you not only do you have the self awareness, but you're also you're like me in that you don't mince words, you don't you know come from left field with shit. You talk to people straight mm-hmm. like it is, you tell them, you know, exactly what the problem is, how it's gonna and I don't know. Maybe it's just because 
with me, it's coming from a, a fat white guy coach who, you know, <laughs> you know, like, who the fuck are you? Like, what do you know? And uh, when it comes from you, it's coming from somebody with, you know, that, that they they can see with their eyeballs has played recently and, and you know, and, and, and knows his shit. Yeah, that's what I respect about you, man, is that you keep it real and you are – brutally honest with these guys I and i love but I you love, have to be now. i love your facebook posts because i love it when you when you're basically telling people like this is what not to do oh, you know oh my because, <laughs> because i see so much stuff on on a day-to-day basis because mm-hmm. i have such a large network of players on my page so i'm watching guys like there's there's a couple guys that just love to post the fact that they're like little baby drug dealers on their mm-hmm. social media yeah. i'm like you cry about not getting a chance at the pro yeah. level you do realize yeah. one when you sign a pro contract, you have what's called a uh, social media clause yeah. in almost all your contracts. Yeah. Any any real team is going to have a social media clause. Yeah. If Shit. you post, even some corporations have social media. Yeah, clauses, yeah. You, know, you can't so post anything that's going to be detrimental to your image or the image of the brand yeah. that you have just now signed to. Yeah. So if you walking around here posting, you know, hey man, I'm looking for that gas. Congratulations, you look for that gas on your own time at home now. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And just are guys who really just all the time just crying about not get an opportunity. But at the same time, we live in Florida. Florida yeah. is one of the most sought after states when it comes for football talent. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be Florida, yeah. Texas, yep. maybe Alabama yeah. and California. California. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Those are your big powerhouses. You know man, one of the, and, and along the lines of what Casey was just telling you, one of the things I respect about you is the first thing you started talking about when we got here mm-hmm. was the work that you put in behind it. Yeah. You're in semi pro and you're in arena league. It's not the mo- the the brightest lights, yeah. you know. So not, you're, not, you're not getting the recognition yeah. that you want, but you're still able to to be able to work the nine to five, yeah. like you said. Still can be that boyfriend. Yeah. Still can go ahead and train people yeah. and work on yourself. Absolutely. You know? And and people think, like you said, just jump into semi pro. Like I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. But they're not in the gym. You're not in the, at all. You don't know yeah. what it takes to actually be able to go out. Yeah, there I think and I take these hits. I think I got off my point earlier because you just reminded me what I was trying to say about you yeah. was that a lot of guys in semi pro they just literally wake up in the morning, roll out of bed, and then show up. Don't even practice. go to practice. Yeah, or if they if <laughs> they go to practice. Yeah. but but a lot of guys that when they would they would just roll out of bed, mm-hmm. come to practice. Put in half-ass effort and then Just fucking go home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. In the parking lot, yeah, beforehand. yeah, right. And then and then go home and then uh, expect to be a world beater mm-hmm. and and, and <laughs> be a starter and yeah and, and stuff like that. But then you you have the work ethic and guys need to learn from guys like you that put in the work. You not only are you a gym rat, which definitely helps. You're you're a talented player. Yes, sir. You could be. Not that talented and still be a gym rat and be pretty damn good. Yeah. But when you, when you're a guy with your talent and skill set and then you put in the hard work, it makes you that much better and it's what separates you from the really talented guys. Absolutely. There's really talented guys and then there's really hard working guys and then there's really talented guys that work hard. Yeah. And, and I always <laughs> you know? tell people like, I'm not the most athletic corner. Yeah. It's like I've put the time in. I've I've done the film I've done the film study I've done the gym work I've done the field work You've done everything you can to I've, get better to get better yeah. like that's that's yeah. all I can do before I yeah. go to the field but you get guys who are, I'll ask guys how many times you watch film Yeah man no nah, it's cool I got him and then what well but then, you know but then how he breaks down yeah, yeah but, but then but then there's guys that watch themselves all day but they don't know what the hell they're looking at yeah, and no. and all they're doing is going check me out guys like you oh, know I, I love guys who make like little half halfway highlights yeah because I'll sit there and go. Half of these shouldn't even be on here. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like half, these these are assist tackles. That, right. that doesn't tell me shit. Congratulations, yeah. you're second man to the party. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and, and also the thing that coaches and scouts really want to see is what do you fuck up? Yeah. Because they want to see how you react and how you make adjustments mm-hmm. after you, after you mess something up, they want to see what you do on the rebound. Absolutely. You know? It's like Damo got me once. Damo got me once. Good. So and, and, <laughs> we were talking about those first and second years. Yeah. That second year was my first year meeting you. Yeah. And I remember I did get you one good time. Yeah, he got one good time. I don't think time. I've ever gotten you after mm, That was it. That was it. Like, <laughs> I never got him again. I remember I was so mad about it because he hit me with this little double move. Boom. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So he was to the crib. And I was like, okay. Okay. Now I know. Now I know. Yeah, I, I remember you went off to, to the to the Kearney team, and then you came back to play for the Soldiers again. I came back again. Yeah, I, look. You were number 40 or something. Yeah. Some high number. I'm yeah. like, I don't so know who the hell this guy look, is. So I, I'm, I'm going to kill this guy wearing number 40. <laughs> yeah, I came back. I came back for the, it was the preseason game yeah. against them. I came back, and I wasn't going to play any games, but they said, we're going to play the Celtics. I was preseason. All right, cool. I'll suit up. <laughs> I, literally, I literally just came back from Nebraska, and I was like, all right. I'll play it one it's more a time. Damn rivalry, man. One more yeah, time. Right. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I'm still mad at you for them little bullshit Shane Jones pop passes. <laughs> I'm still mad about those. I, the Shane Jones special. Yeah, yeah like I pop pass. Like bro. I would yeah. literally tell our outside linebacker because your quarterback uh, forgot his name, but he Josh. Would, Josh he yeah. would come and he looked Shane in the face, go under center. I'd go. It's going to Shane. Yeah. It's going. I swear to God, I don't care what he does. Just guard Shane. But I'm on a blitz. I could give a fuck. Go guard Shane. I swear to God, you'll pick it off. It'll go to the house. Nope. Nope. Nothing. It worked. Now I've got to go tackle Shane. Football. So, IQ. Yeah. We in the Shane episode, I actually I have to set the stage for the audience here who's listening because you might notice that a couple of these episodes are going to be way better quality than the episodes that have been recorded before them. But these are going to air first. So, like, Max's episode is going to be second. Yes. Uh, it's going to sound like a million bucks compared to some of the other stuff that's going to come <laughs> after it. But it's because of the, the schedule. So, so we were talking about this in Shane's episode. We were mm-hmm. talking about the Josh and Shane connection and this bullshit play that we developed. It was basically called the the track route. And mm-hmm. I think, like, I initially called it school. Yeah. I called it schoolyard bullshit because it was literally just Josh. Josh would names. Yeah, man. <laughs> because Josh was a running quarterback. Josh would always, like, roll to his right and break the pocket and mm-hmm. stuff. So then the defense would always, you know, kind of follow suit, right? And if you're a right-handed quarterback rolling to your right, you would never in a million years think that quarterback is going to throw it to the left side of the field. Nope. But Josh had this crazy arm strength, and he had this thing where he could just flick his wrist, and the ball would go 60 yards. And we'd be like, where did that even come from? Where did the inertia in Mm -hmm. his arm come from to make that fucking play? And so Shane started doing this to our own team in practice where – he would just make up this route where he was just running a 45 degree angle straight to the post and he would make sure that Josh could see him out of the corner of his eye. And then once Josh saw that he was behind the safety, because naturally when a quarterback rolls to one side, the safeties roll with him Rolled it, yeah. and he would throw it where the safety used to be to Shane on the opposite side of the field. And Shane would just walk into the end zone. And uh, the first time it happened, Shane just made it up on his own. And then after it worked, I said, we need to put that shit in. So we built a, <laughs> we built a play around it. Yeah. And it was like every time we call and, and you can only do it once, maybe twice in a game, but every time we called it, it fucking worked because you're not, again, you're not expecting the average quarterback to throw it to the opposite field when they're running the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. 
and he just had that kind of arm strength. So y'all got us on it once. Y'all yeah. got us with it once. Yeah. And then he did it again. And I saw Shane leaking. So yeah. I'm the backside corner. I said, yeah. Nah, Shane. Yeah. It's gonna be me and you the whole yeah. way down this field, yeah. bro. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Um, I I actually think I remember when we called it again, and uh, it got shut down, and Josh either got like sack fumbled, or I think he ended up making a ridiculous across the middle throw. Yeah. That. Bybee or one of the linebackers yeah, picked off or something it off. like that. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking to myself, like, why would you do that? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, first game with like, Josh, that that preseason game. Yeah, with you guys. yeah. yeah. I, yeah, five picks that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think he threw five or six. And I came into that game like we're gonna kill it. We're yeah, so kill it. he killed well, it. In so a couple things. I I've always regretted even taking that game because that was a regular season game for the soldiers and a preseason game for us. And it was like the second game of the year for the soldiers and mm-hmm. what the ballers folded. Is ballers what folded. Um, so they were looking for somebody to take their spot. And this was right after we all conglomerated mm-hmm. and became one big team. And I knew that we were not ready for that pain because the soldiers had already played a regular season game plus a full preseason. They were looking really strong. When when we saw you guys the first time around, mm-hmm. the game was sixteen to twelve. Yeah. It was a great, great game, game, good time, great game. And and I even set it up so that we ended up with the ball in the final two minutes with three timeouts. And I was thinking we can win this fucking game, but my offensive line was so exhausted. The and we center, blitzed. We sent the, the house. Yeah, we didn't the, care. The, the center snapped every ball in the dirt so yeah. we never even had a chance but I was thinking this is exactly how a coach draws it up like with two minutes left all this timeouts out, uh, we can go ahead and march it down the field and win this game because it was only a four point difference and and the reason why you guys ended up pulling it out was because you made some awesome adjustments and started running it down our small defense's throats you know I remember looking uh, at Troy and going why are we not running the yeah, ball yeah. I said their, yeah. their line is tiny yeah at worst, have all of our fat boys fall forward. Yeah. At worst. Yeah. We we'll get yeah, four. But it was a but it that was a great football game. Oh, it was fun. And I felt like at that time we had reached our potential and we were also a smaller team at the time. Then we brought all these guys on from the Tigers and, and a couple of other teams actually to all came to us. Mm-hmm. And while we were super talented on paper, we had all of these phenomenal athletes, we hadn't played a game together. Oh uh, where we were. Uh yeah. So so well and, and the crazy thing was I remember guys showing up to that, that sideline for that game and going like, hey, coach, I'm here. And I'm like, who in the hell are you? Yeah, I do like, remember pulling up like, there's guys every fucking Yeah, way. like, where did you come from? What is your name? What position do you play? And apparently they had been there at that one big practice you and I talked about before with Josh. Um, and I just didn't even see him because there were so many fucking guys. Yeah. And uh, I remember the difference from that preseason game to yeah. when we played you again in the season. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is, they had like. 30 guys, tops. I think yeah. maybe you might have had 30. Yeah. We came back again. I remember because I have it on my highlight tape because I picked Josh off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember literally watching. Like, they got like 60 dudes yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what had happened was all those guys from the Tigers came. Mm-hmm. Plus, we had a bunch of guys from that. I don't know if you remember, but there was a team in – it was like Lakeland or uh, the round the surrounding area that was supposed to be. They were called like the Thoroughbreds or something like that. Yeah, they were supposed and to get off the ground. Fold, and they it's did. where Ricky came from, Ricky yeah. Newton, and uh, they brought some seriously talented guys over. Mm-hmm. And they had gotten fucked over by their uh, owner and coach, who basically took their money, folded, and ran. Happens too often. Um, Semi-pro. Yeah, that's it. That's so I, all I, the time. I, for them, I waived their fee and said, "Yeah, you like, got to. Yeah, I mean, you got to. You know, come come on over." And plus, like I said, there were some really talented dudes on that team. So yeah, we just. All of a sudden, had all this talent, and Damo and other guys have said like that's the most talented team they've ever played for before. But because of it's almost like that 
the the old 2008 or 2009 Eagles team, mm-hmm. that quote unquote dream team. Yeah. We, you can put as Rolling much. Vic and all that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can put all you can put all the talent you want on a football team, but if they have no chemistry, they're not going to win games. Absolutely. And everybody, I think, got way overconfident in mm-hmm. that game. And I remember the same thing happened to us that happened in that first Soldiers game where we scored real quick. Yeah. And when we scored, we were like, oh, we got them. And then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the second game because I, I actually showed up to that game late. I was super late for that game because my second year with the Soldiers, I, I told Troy I was coming out of work. I was working in uh, Ruskin at the time. Yeah. And I was like, look, man. That's a drive. Yeah. yeah. That's what, and I told yeah. him, I was like, look, man, I'm going to be late for this game. Like, if I get there, it'll be at kickoff maybe a few minutes thereafter. So I get there and I'm like, we're down six. We're down seven. Nothing already. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was it was literally was like thirty. No, this is the regular season. This one where it was our regular season. It's the game. game we're talking about. So it was their second game of the season, but we it was our last preseason game. Yeah. And right. then so we were gonna have them. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we scored in the first thirty seconds of that game. And what happened? Right. So I know. So what happened was they had the ball, and our defense was fucking hyped for this game. Mm-hmm. Um. So they they uh like right off the bat sacked Nick twice. Yeah. And. Got him real deep, and then there was a bad snap. Between, I think like Chadwick or somebody was the center had a bad snap. I do remember and, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we Recovered pushed him. It. We pushed him all the way back to the two, and then they ended up. I don't remember what the hell happened. We either blocked the punt or whatever happened. They we it we got the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so then we punched it in real quick from like the two or three yard line. I think I literally just called four consecutive QB sneaks until we knocked it in the. I, end I zone. could see Jeff get because you, three and that was also my to... that was also my mo too was if we were inside the two yard line I never did anything but a QB sneak yeah. because you were guaranteed to get in if you just did it a few times. So. Yeah. That game, so, man, that was the game that I, I only it started off. I was only an offensive player. Yeah, I know. Well, I had to tell him like, I can Mike, play deep. So what? Yeah. Play. So what ended up? I know. And what ended up happening was Mike stole you from me, and. I think I, I don't even remember. I just remember one time going, "Why the fuck isn't Damo out there?" Like, <laughs> like because you came on to be an offensive player, but then you started thriving at safety, and I actually think he started you at linebacker to start, yeah. which was a terrible idea. But it ended up working out because you just tore it up. Like, but you know, yeah, uh, I was like two hundred. Even yeah. if you were, even if you were two hundred in a four-two-five. You should not be playing inside linebacker because you're going to take a lot of guard and center contact. But if he, if he's at his side, if you're a smart defensive coach, you put him at that rover or that strong safety right. position. Let him be in the box. Uh, what's right. his name from Arizona? Dion Jones or something. yeah, some 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 guy. From he Arizona made this plays he made this crazy transition. Well, first of all, the coach for whatever reason had like Dondre playing middle linebacker who was like 170 pounds. Remember that. Because he made I one. I remember his name. Right? That, yeah, Dondre. Yeah. So that, uh, with the so, dreads, with the so, dreads, right? So he, well, no, um, uh, Davis, the really fast yeah. one, the punt returner. Because yeah. remember, he actually ended his career playing middle linebacker because he got like the worst concussion ever playing right. against yeah, the enforcers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he couldn't stay con- he couldn't stay conscious. And I thought, like, I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna die. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, the defensive coach was in love with having those small inside linebackers, and I was like. Coach, you have to put the meat in the middle. Mm-hmm. I realize you're going for an athletic defense, but you need somebody who can stand up against a guard and, and the run for, mm-hmm. you know. And what Damo would do, though, is in that position, Damo would always basically just do like a delayed blitz mm-hmm. or almost show that sugar look. Like yeah. he would walk up into the A gap and then he would either back off at the snap or go. And yeah. he just made that shit up. Like he would just improvise it and so, do it on his own. This is, this is a secret about me and football since I think I'm done. 
I'm scared to get hit, man. I don't like I don't like hitting. I don't like tackling. You don't like getting hit? I don't like it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, I don't bet. like it. Right? We're going to talk so, about that stingray thing? Why, yeah. yeah. So, so real quick, Damo, why don't you like getting hit? So, <laughs> Tell that story, Damo. <laughs> so this actually goes back to the first time I got laid out, which is my first, it was in seventh grade. And uh, I played defensive. In my mind, I'm on defense. I'm doing the tackling. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get hit. And this is how I got into football. And there was a kid that this is the YMCA. So it was a kid that uh, that didn't graduate or didn't, yeah. didn't didn't pass the class. So he's he's bring this the, bring this in here. He's on the seventh and eighth grade team, and he's playing tight end. Mm-hmm. I'm at safety. I come down to hit. Yeah, probably he's about six three at in eighth grade. He should be in high school, and I'm a seventh grader at like maybe 120 soaking wet. Mm-hmm. And I Talk come to, to hit something. this kid. He, and literally, I, I didn't know anything since the beginning of football. I didn't know hit low. I, I came yeah. up high. He came with a forearm, and I'm I'm pretty sure I did a bicycle flip. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so that was my first hit ever. And after that, I just never liked playing or never hitting it at least. But the stingray game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. stingray game. It's my favorite part. So this is a game that I'm lined up at slot receiver. At this point, I've worked out. I want to say a couple of times with Lonnie, mm-hmm. the QB for the Stingrays, a very good QB. My mind, yeah, legendary guy, Florida quarterback, right, legendary, yeah. legendary guy. He's one of those top guys. If you yeah. list so, five in my mind, this guy's—he's. I want to say an MVP of one of the other leagues he's played in. He's won a ring. Yeah, this guy—he's got IQ. I think it was like me. the SWFL or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So he's got football IQ on, on par with mine. I can look at the coverage and say, "All right, let me look at my QB. Let me tap my leg. Yeah. You know where I'm going." So ball snapped. Just no safety. Immediately, I cut it right across the middle. And I'm looking back for the ball. And next thing I know, my QB's looking away from me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to travel a little bit further. And he tosses it. And when I get the ball, all I can feel, I never got a chance to look up field. I never had a chance to catch it and turn. I just caught the ball, and I can feel a helmet just separating my shoulder from my neck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so I, I know I, I hit the ground, and lights went out. It was lights out. It was yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I know it was a face over me going, are you all right? <laughs> snap two, snap two. <laughs> I remember watching, I remember when we were watching the video earlier, like your, your hands and your head almost simultaneously just went down lights onto out. the floor. Oh, yeah. in, instant, instant limp body. Your, your wrists rolled over. <laughs> I'm playing corn on the backside. And I go, this is about to be a shitty idea. It ain't, I see the ball go like, that's a bad turbo. Bow. Yep. That's it. So, I actually, I think I haven't posted on my Facebook, man, the expert of my shoulder. I have arthritis in my shoulder because of that. <laughs> because of that Jeez. hit. I mean, I had a yeah. quarter zone shot, everything. Yeah. I had to get it scraped off. Yeah, I could see where, like, uh, that could be a collarbone. Yeah. That could be a separated shoulder. That could be a dislocated shoulder. You could break your damn neck from where his head actually made contact so, yeah, with yeah, your, he, yeah. he, His helmet actually went in between yeah. the, the helmet and my shoulder. Fat, yeah. Separated it. Yeah. So in other words, you don't like getting hit. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I don't like getting hit. So that's where we're back to that. So I, uh, when it comes down to me being a linebacker, if you've watched the film, I do the where I, the sugar, the motion where I go in between the linemen yeah. to get a, a head start. So when it's yeah. snapped, I don't have to get a, a guard or a center putting hands on me. Yeah. Or I can run away from you yeah. if you charge me. Yeah, and, and a thing – when you would not rush, you were still so fast that you would just get a, a, around the guard like that, you know. You'll never see me shed. This lot. happened, by the way. The, the, the reason why this happened was because um, we lost TJ. Oh, so, that's right. Because I don't know if you remember that first time we played you guys, mm. TJ had like 21 tackles. Oh, yeah. And, he was making every tackle. He was holding it down. I just thought, God damn, what a fucking waste, man. Just thinking about that really bothers me because I put a lot of time and effort into that kid. Mm-hmm. And I thought... If if he is my middle linebacker all season, 
we will be fine. Yeah. Because Eric, who we were talking about earlier, was trying to be that guy. Yeah. And it's just not with his size. It's just no, not it's possible. Not, not in that defense. Yeah, that right, right. Not, not in that TJ was a stout, you know, 5'10", 210-pound guy. Yeah. And he had two things that he, he did naturally without any coaching. He was – a perfect form tackler. Uh-huh. He was a wrap tackler, yeah. and that's something that's missing from football today. Absolutely. He would wrap you up and take you into the ground. And another thing that he did without any coaching is he knew how to shed interior linemen. Oh, yeah. He just did it naturally. He would put that forearm up, do an uppercut underneath the <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he just knew how to get off of blocks. So even when he was outmatched by a bigger lineman, um, he could get away from them. Mm-hmm. And a couple times late in the game when we ended up getting into that situation where we had a chance to win in the end. That was because of TJ. Uh-huh. TJ had like three consecutive plays where he lit somebody up in the backfield. And on one of those plays, he had to run through a guard to get there. And I remember on the fourth down play where you guys decided to go for it, that eventually ended up giving us the ball back with the time that we talked about. Right before the snap, TJ was standing there with his hands on his knees, like leaning, hunched over, like mm-hmm. in, a, in a tremendous amount of pain, probably dead because he'd been playing that whole second half with you guys trying to run it down our throats and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, trying to kill this clock. Um, yeah, and, and so he was he was dying. He was like throwing up, and he had his hands on his knees, and somebody was telling me to call a timeout. Like I, I think it was probably the defensive coach, but the other players, coach, he's hurt, call a timeout. And I'm like, no, we need the you know, we need, the timeout. need the timeout. I need him, he'll live. And, and it was also like, you know, fourth and five or whatever the hell. Yeah, I, I don't I, call timeout. I gambled. <laughs> yeah. I gambled and I didn't call the timeout. TJ went from hands on knees, bent over to as soon as the ball was snapped, he jumped into the backfield yeah. and crushed the quarterback. Yeah, you can't. And, and we got the yeah, and we yeah. got the turnover on downs. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, did you see that?" And I was like, "That motherfucker, he was either faking it." <laughs> Or, but that's all he had in the tank. That was yeah. it. Or, or it was, it was like that's it. it. I was just gonna say, or it was like hearing that gun go off. It was the last thing he had to give, and as soon as he heard it, he just snapped. I mean, he shot into the backfield, and then he was done for the rest of the game. That that really bugged me. Was losing him. It was all mental stuff. He just always, for whatever reason, he always flaked out. Yeah, and man. he was a phenomenal player, man. So he ended up taking TJ's spot in that inside linebacker I think position. I had four fumbles that game too. That yeah. Yeah, you did. You were you were killing it. Um, I, I, I want to say I came off the line. I knew there was a sweep coming, and I was on DN. I want to say. Yeah. And I, I somehow got blocked, and I I chased. I want to say maybe sixty yards down the field. Yeah. And, and it ended up catching him. I don't know who it was, but I, and I don't know me and Jeff went back and forth over that play. But I ended up catching somebody and getting them to, to fumble the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it was I. It was about four of them in that game. Uh, yeah. This guy's the craziest defender I've ever seen before because he like he, he plays. Hey, hang on, I want to I I I say it's it's that he plays defense like he's an offensive player. Yeah, he wants the ball. Yeah, so he he gets all these fucking turnovers because he's thinking like a I don't know a quarterback a point guard. He's like the point guard of the team because he just wants the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. So whoever had it, he would go get it. It would either he'd either peanut punch it you know yeah. or uh or he'd intercept the ball or he'd pick the fumble up off the ground and run with it he just he kick. just was yeah so yeah man like and you didn't believe me when i said you had nine block kicks 
in in, in three years. No, but but I, I went back and, and watched uh, all the Decepticons film, and I, like I said, I found that stat sheet I had of all the records for the Decepticons, mm. and you had five block kicks that year. Then you had three with the War Eagles, or sorry, four, three, and three. You had nine block kicks. Yeah. Like uh. I was like, how in the world? Are you always blocking field goals, <laughs> punts, when nobody – I got to take a minute. He said four, three, and yeah, three. Sorry, that's was, ten. Yeah, that is ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was, was stuck. Yeah. I was like, wait, that's not nine. Hang that's on not. a second. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm the, and I'm the coach. Now I'm going to leave it in. I'll, I'll let everybody shit on me for that. He had four, he had three, and he had three. He had nine. <laughs> so, Pasco uh, County education. But, yeah, but you, had, uh, you had nine block kicks. And you also had that, that one season with the Decepticons. You had five block kicks, six interceptions, and the five force fumbles. Yeah. Like, that's insanity. And you it would have been an like, incredible offensive numbers. No knock to Josh, but if we had a, a QB. <laughs> I know. Josh, I, I, always, I always said this about Josh. I said he's he's an athlete forced to play the position. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Literally, you had, no, you had nobody else right, to do it. Right. I think there was one year you tried to have someone else do it. But so, next year, La Rosa. So, well, yeah, yeah Mark, Mark LaRosa right? was yeah. going to be like my white lightning man. Like, yeah, like I, I was he, in he was Texas my little Tim watching Tebow. you guys yeah. going, oh, they got it. They got it. I, I know Mark. I know yeah. he can throw. Yeah. And then it just didn't. he was going to be like my little Tebow. Well, what happened was Jamal Butts fell on top of him and he separated his shoulder. Oh. He had like a fourth degree shoulder separation. That'll or do something it. Like Jamal's that. a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of the wind. My soul actually left my body when Mark LaRosa got injured because that I was happens. like, I just put an entire offseason into making this my, my guy. Yeah, and, yeah, and me being the, the number, number the one number receiver, one receiver I'm literally and now it's like, you're, you're like, I'm like, oh, man. There goes After the every, year we just had. There goes yeah. every shot we had, yeah. Um, that's, that's like, that's yeah, like you went to Also, that preseason, that was a Patriots game. So at that point, I had already three touchdowns on two games. Yeah. And watching my QB yeah. <laughs> separate his shoulder, I'm like, yeah. this is over. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, don't forget to check us out at thelocker-room.net. That's www.thelocker-room.net. For Max and Damo, I'm Coach Casey. Thanks for listening to another episode of Semi-Pro. Inside the Locker Room.